Welcome back to our third segment here on Solid Steps Radio. If you're just tuning in, this is a show for guys by guys, talking about guy stuff, and we're talking today about technology and as a dad, how we can help protect our kids from uh, seeing things that they are not supposed to see. And if you want to hear this entire show in its entirety, we have a podcast of this show that will be posted on Monday morning on our Facebook page. Uh, on Facebook, SoundCloud, and also on iTunes. You just type in Solid Steps Radio and you can hear this show in its entirety and any of our past shows in their entirety. And you can go to Further Still Ministries Further as well. ThurstillMinistries.org. Yep, click on uh, Solid Steps Radio. You know, Chad, we, we, we're, we're talking, and, and Dave, we're talking about this whole issue of technology and, and, and not just porn, but I, I remember, you know, being a pastor for 25 years, and the number one issue that I deal with men is this whole area of lust and, and our sexuality and the, the struggle, and, and pornography has just been huge. But I remember when a guy came into my office years ago, and he came in, and he had been with a prostitute. And, and I, I, my, my eyes were opened in a whole, to a whole other level, and, 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 and I was reading... Uh, you know, uh, a while back, and just I, I try to read through the book of Proverbs regularly. And Proverbs chapter six um, is talking about the prostitute, and uh, it says, "Do not." In verse twenty-five, uh, verse twenty-four says, "Keeping you from the immoral woman," and then verse twenty-five, "Do not lust in your heart after her beauty, or let her captivate you with her eyes, for the prostitute reduces you to a loaf of bread, and the adulteress." praise upon your very life. And as I read that, it was like the Lord was saying to me, Kurt, that's what that's pornography. That's not just the prostitute downtown. That is pornography that our young people have incredible access to and are in all, all you know it's just available. And so Dave, we've been talking about uh, you know protecting ourselves so that we can then protect our families and, our, and specifically our kids. Sure. Uh, you know, and kind of going along with those lines, like social media, uh, and not to harp too much on this, but social media is obviously not going away, and it's a big deal, uh, especially with our students. I know when uh, when my daughter is using her phone, she's 12, and if I take her phone away, I am taking away, like, her identity. <laughs> like, like, I am ripping her heart out. Uh, as a punishment, I guess, for that. And the thing is, they, they find some, and it almost creates this like reality distortion, so to speak. Mm. So there's two things that happen when you're on social media. Um, you're either portraying this world, that this person that you want to be, but it's not necessarily who you are. So it creates this duplicity in your life of, of I'm not going to share anything bad uh, to the rest of the world. So therefore, you're everything looks rosy and everybody else's life looks rosy and then you start to question and have insecurities and all this stuff creeps in and the enemy uses that um, to kind of bring us down because we're seeing all these good things happening in other people's lives so at an early age our children learn like um so they just don't see what life really is because all they're seeing is this movie-esque like fantasy world that everybody lives in instead of living out truth. So <laughs> so yeah, they, they they're not they're not looking at true reality. Right. They're they're living in this make-believe world and then when things don't go well for them, 
Well, and it creates uh, unrealistic expectations yes. in their life. It creates unrealistic expectations in their marriage one day because they see all this stuff where their their view of reality and what things are and, and the way God intends them for for them to be in our lives, that's just not the way it's getting portrayed to them on a regular basis. So it creates this crazy worldview for them. Which is incredibly dangerous because, yeah. again, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 that we're to guard our hearts because right. out of all of it is the wellspring of life. Out of it is the way of, of true freedom. Right. The, the other big thing social media does is they feel like uh, there's a wall between them and someone else. So, in other words, I can say anything I want to this screen. Um, I can type anything I want, not realizing that there's an emotional being on the other side of that screen that's reading it. Um, and, you know, we see this just in culture of, you know, on Twitter and, and like with, you know, presidential candidates and all the, you know, they feel like they can say things in anything and they're constantly retracting stuff and pulling it back. And uh, because in the moment they feel like they can say, but they would never say that to a certain to a person's face so like when we go into school systems we'll say okay students how many of you have uh, seen a fight that started on instagram every one of them raises their hand how many of you have seen someone's feelings who have gotten hurt on kick every one of them raise their hand uh, when my daughter was in fourth grade there was a note that was sent home with uh it, to all the parents saying hey just so you know parents um We've had an issue where in fourth grade, they've been putting students like two photos of students, so two classmates, and then voting on which classmate was better. You know, like we used to do that, you'd, you know, pass a note around the class or whatever and, you know, check who's better or, uh, but the thing is now it's for the rest of the world to see and it's very, very hurtful and damaging for them as people and you know you see suicide rates go up you see teen depression go up you see all these things emotional problems that are happening earlier and earlier in life because they don't have the ability and emotional capacity to handle all the stuff that's being thrown at them on a daily basis uh, you know i i've noticed in my own kids that when they set their technology down for uh, you know, I, I call it a fast. You know, yeah. the Bible talks about fasting, and we think of it in terms of food. But they they lay it down and don't use it, and and there's almost this incredible freedom, right? <laughs> right. Because uh, because they get caught up in finding their worth in how many Instagram likes they have, or how many people like their tweet, or whatever. Um, you know, they, they start to find their their sense of identity and worth in that instead of finding identity in being a child of God. Mm. Wow. It's, a, it's amazing how, how we can use technology in such a powerful way for the good, but, uh, you know, how painful it can be. Yeah, I, again, I'm reminded of what, what the Apostle Paul wrote. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, and yet so many people are walking in bondage just because of this whole technology thing. Right. Wow. 
So um, we were talking in the break about how, you know, technology has gone from, you know, you get the screen, everybody knows where the computer is in the house, to then it went to laptops, now it's to iPads, now we have the whole world, we can bank, we can shop, we can do everything, literally anywhere we are with our phone. Talk about some of, next couple minutes before we take a break, talk about some of uh, like apps. Like I only use my few apps that I use, right? But talk about some apps that are popular with teenagers or youth. Sure. Uh, well, the uh, kind of couple big ones are Twitter and Instagram, which um, I'm sure you've probably heard those. Uh, you know, as it's funny, as parents, like you see things all the time, but we don't realize like what they are. For example, like I will go into a class of parents and say, uh, how many of you know what a hashtag is? And half of the room like raises their hand or they're like terrified to admit that they really don't know what a hashtag is because they see it all the time. They see it, you know, at the bottom of a TV show or um, they see this thing that's a hashtag and we see it as the pound sign followed by something. Just, I'm talking to the, if you're a guy and you go hashtag, if you ever play tic-tac-toe, draw the tic-tac-toe board and before you put any X's and O's on, that's so, a hashtag. So for those of you who don't know, I'll explain it. Uh, so it's a all it is is a category. So, um, for example, uh, UK basketball has one called uh, BBN. So it's hashtag Big Blue Nation. So anybody in the world that says anything about University of Kentucky basketball will put hashtag BBN. So they're creating a category. If you tap on BBN... Anybody in the world who says anything about that that includes that in their post, it will show that in a list. Um, where that comes into play for us as parents, as you can imagine, the uh, creative hashtags that come about um, that lead to pornography or all sorts of horrible things um, that are one, one tap away in any of those social media platforms. Granted, Instagram and Twitter, they all have like no pornography clauses, but it's also based on uh, reporting. So stuff is going up faster than it's getting taken down. So the reality is if you want to find it, um, there's a category of some sort with things there that aren't appropriate. So, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll eventually take it down, but it's up there for a while. Right. So anything with a public search, uh, meaning Instagram or, or Facebook or Twitter, all those things, like they can view the world through categories of information known as hashtags, and that's how students or children find that information or find those images. Um, Twitter is a little more text-based, whereas it's based off tweets. I know it sounds ridiculous, but uh, <laughs> Instagram is pictures. Um, and, you know, there are other things like uh, Snapchat, for example, is a popular one with teenagers. But that's a, a thing where they're communicating. It's funny how they use it. 95% of the time, Snapchat is like super innocent and it's like oh I'm having a sad day and they take a photo of themselves and you know with a frowny face and send it to their friend Um, but you can imagine what Snapchat does is those photos are they instantly disappear so you can set the time limit of I want my friend to see this photo for seven seconds and then it disappears after those seven seconds Um, so you can imagine in a dating relationship 
they would send an inappropriate photo to the person they're dating, and then in seven seconds that photo is gone. Wow. And you as a parent have no You have no idea what your son or daughter. And there's no way to monitor any of that. I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break real quick, come back for our final segment, talk a little bit more about apps, mobile technology, and technology in general on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment today on Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with Dave Harris of Download Youth Ministry, and we're talking about technology and uh, how to help guard our kids from seeing and and getting involved in stuff with that they don't they don't even know they shouldn't be involved in sometimes but uh we're talking a lot about technology and last segment we talked about apps and things that uh, how social media is being used uh in in ways that are just that just ain't right this is this dave this is changing our culture it is not not just changing it has changed our culture interpersonally i mean in so many different dynamics absolutely I mean, it just um, when I think about what, you know, doing ministry 10 years ago, what, you know, I mean, we had cell phones, but, you know, it wasn't like what we have now. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, talk with us about some good apps and then let's talk about some evil apps. We we, we just hit on that just a little bit this last. uh, Right. Uh, Well, uh, let's reverse that, and okay. we'll talk about one app in particular. Well, it's a kind of group of apps, but uh, and then hopefully we can uh, shed some light on the fact that there are solutions and th- things to help you. Uh, they may not be perfect solutions, uh, but at least, again, it goes back to your child. If you put an app on your phone to, to help, your child at least sees that you are involved in the situation. And that shows that you're making a step in their life to set boundaries. It's, you know, it's um, showing that you are involved as a parent. And I think that is a bigger issue at times, uh, all the time, really, than that the ins and outs of all the practicality of dealing with it. It's just take a step to show that you're involved. Take the first step to figure out um, or to Google something that's going to help. And that's kind of the the bigger issue i guess mm-hmm. as opposed to all the practical stuff google has tons of information and we can figure that stuff out um the issue comes with just making the decision in your home to do something about it so uh i guess with the negative kind of bad bad terrible apps uh, there's kind of a group of them out there that are in particular um there's there's people in the world that write apps with the intention of that it's just not good (laughs) evil so yes so uh there's one that i show in my class that is a on the surface it's a calculator um it's a working calculator you can hit you know nine times whatever and it'll spit back the answer Uh, but if you put in a secret code that you set up and the reason why they're calculators is because they you can input like a series of numbers or something um, and it unlocks a browser or hidden photos or whatever that is behind this calculator. So if you're a parent and you're looking at it, all you see is a calculator um, and you're checking their Safari history. But the reality is they're using this other browser to surf the web, not Safari. So all their bad stuff they're doing over here and you're not seeing it. And you, even though you're checking your phone, you're not checking in the right places because 
you don't know where to look. Mm. So, so it's hidden. So it's a hidden thing. If you search the App Store, either on Google or Apple, uh, for hidden browser, you'll see tons of those calculators and things that are out there that are meant to be deceitful. So uh, I think it's important for us as parents to know that stuff exists, uh, know that there are people out there without that don't have good intentions, um, and those are the things that we need to watch out for and protect against. So there are some ways to do that. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest way is to just know what's on your child's phone. So um, what I do is with my child is I know the iTunes password. I know, um, I, in other words, my child has to physically bring the phone to me to type in the password mm. to get an app installed on their phone. So the thing is, like, they can't just go and install any app they want. So therefore, they have to physically come to me and justify it it forces the issue of they have to justify to me and make their case of why they want this app on their phone so if she comes to me she has to say i want this because dad i, I want snapchat right, right. so <laughs> so it's you know they have to come to to me to to put that physically put it on their phone therefore i at least have the opportunity uh, to know what's on the phone. Mm. Um, so that's that's kind of uh, barrier number one, I guess, or boundary number one to set up to say, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to be engaged in what's going on and you have to justify it on your end of why it needs to be on your phone. The other thing, getting into some of the good apps, um, there's a lot of tools out there that can help you as a parent. Uh, it's important to know that on the Android side of things, there's nothing that's built into the phone to help you out. So if you want something to help protect the phone, you have to search this, the app store for a parental control uh, app that's going to help you that gets installed on the phone because Google doesn't give you anything out of the box. Um, so you have to have an app to set boundaries and to help you out. So the Android phones are lo much more susceptible yeah, to, they're, to they're, issues. It's a more open platform, right. so there's a lot more um, things that can come in. And as a result, like if you have an Android device, and even though they're cheaper, um, just know that mm. you need to put something on that phone, an app on that phone that's going to help you. And a lot of them have like, you know, two or three dollars a month subscriptions or so you know so much a year or whatever um but those things are there to help you out mm. so like uh, norton antivirus software they make a family parental control app uh, for the android um there's all kinds of different ones out there uh that if you just go or google it or put it in the Android app store there's tons of them that, that pop up and they all have like free trials so you can try one and that works for you so your daughter wants to come and uh, put snapchat on what do you tell her uh I would tell her at this point uh I'd tell her you know it it's a it's a tough thing because like you want her to learn how to use it responsibly snapchat in particular uh is a tough one and uh we had an incident where i was like okay maybe i should let her try it because her friends are doing it and then like some not so great things happen mm -hmm. so 
Um, the problem with Snapchat is uh, not so much what they're sending out, but what's coming to them. Mm-hmm. So, and there's nothing you can do to see or go back and see what came to them. Mm-hmm. So it's a scary so, so sort of thing. So really rotten stuff can be coming into their phone, and in just a few seconds it's gone, right. and you have no right. idea we, what, what they've seen. Right. It's gone from your phone, but it's not gone from their right. mind. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. So wow. um, so that's – but, you know, it's one of those things where they, they have to learn how to use it responsibly moving forward. Um, on the on the Apple side, there are things that are built into the phone that can help because uh, Apple gives you some restrictions. So if you Google that, there's some things. I will say there's a website restriction uh, checkbox in the restrictions. Please check that box. Mm. If you do nothing else on Apple devices, check that box. Check that box. Uh, just because it, it not only affects Safari, but it affects all the social media apps as well. And that's in the settings, right? You go yeah. to settings and... S- general settings and restrictions. Okay. Wow. But the real issue, again, going back to, because, you know, our hour is just about up, but the real issue here is this is a heart issue. Absolutely. Um, moms and, and dads, we, we have to uh, be fully engaged here because the, the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And there is a lot of stuff out there that is really destroying marriages. It, it is affecting our 12-year-old kids, 15-year-old kids, 8-year-old kids um, can, can be tremendously uh, in a negative way affected so that when they are married, you know, 10, 15 years from now, they are, they're going majorly in, in, in a wrong direction that's going to affect their life. Um, yeah, and it's seen, you know, it's kind of flipping the coin. You know, we, we see it as this negative thing that's happening in our homes a lot. Uh, but to kind of flip that around and go, okay, how can we use this and be intentional and use it as teaching moments Yes. Um, to teach our student or our children about, you know, about the importance of, um, of following Jesus in every aspect of their life. Mm, that's good. Well, uh, Dave, it's been great to have you in here. Thanks for your information. Thanks for your heart. Uh, thanks for thanks for having uh, me. Well, it's, you know, it's, I, we we just knew that we wanted to provide. Uh, a, you know, a, we got we this is a show for men by men, and we got to help guys understand the importance of this. So, thanks for coming in, and uh, really appreciate it. We're going to pray here, and, and I'm just going to uh, go to the Lord. God, thank you for brothers like Dave who help us out and help us as dads. But, Lord, help us as men to be on our guard, to be alert, to be uh, men who guard our own hearts and then help our kids and our families to protect and to be the pastors that you've called us to be. Lord, help us to have wisdom from above so that we can live rightly before you. And we pray this in the powerful and the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And we're going to have on our link to our Facebook page, uh, Dave has a site, parenttechguide.com. Parenttechguide.com. And in that, there's a 20-page free ebook that you can hand out. You can download it. 
and it's got a lot of the useful stuff that he's talking about in this hour there. So we're, that's going to be on our Facebook page, and so go check that out, or you can go just go directly to his parenttechguide.com. There's also a contact form. Good, yeah. And if you want to, if and Dave is willing to, time-wise, scheduling-wise, able to come out to a group or organization of parents or uh, whatever it is, just to do a talk in much more detail, he can do that. Reach him there at parenttechguide.com. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.